which I feel like is a little bit like me, bright and fun, but not too in your face. Hello and welcome back to my podcast, Tom Sips Into Conversation With. Uh, it's been a little while, so uh, hello if you're new and uh, welcome back if you uh, have listened to the podcast before. My name's Tom, I am the creator of Knit Sips on Instagram and YouTube and now on TikTok. This week's episode we have the wonderful Jeanette from New Wave Knitting. Uh, but before I go into the podcast, uh, I just want to say uh, this episode is sponsored. This episode is sponsored by One of the Gang. Obsessed with crafts, inspired by fashion, and powered by makers. Selling DIY kits, premium sustainable yarn. Whether you're a novice knitter or a maverick maker, One of the Gang have got a project for you. Head on over to oneofthegang.com for more information and stick around to the end of the episode to get 20% discount. Thank you very much, one of the gang, for sponsoring, and back to the episode. So about this podcast, I started this podcast back in uh, 2021. Uh, it was kind of during kind of the pandemic and lockdown kind of times, and it was a way of me talking to creators and crafters um, about their craft. And um, I personally found crafting incredibly helpful through stressful times, and I wanted to help inspire people. Uh, so that's where this kind of podcast came from and uh, luckily I've been able to kind of pick it back up again because it's been a little while since the last episode but um, I have four wonderful uh, episodes sponsored by One of the Gang. So we have four episodes and hopefully I'm going to be able to continue the podcast uh, with some more guests. So about this episode, this week I talked to Jeanette from at New Wave Knitting on Instagram um, she is an incredible creator and uh, she has a fantastic blog where she talks a lot about um, crafting and crafters. Um, so definitely go and check it out. I'm going to leave all of her links and stuff down in the description. So please go and check them out. We talk a little bit about how she got into crafting. Uh, we talk about her first One of the Gang project and you'll get to find out what yarn she would be from One of the Gang. Uh, and we talk about so much more as well. So. Um, I'll be back at the episode with a little bit more chat and about today's sponsor. Uh, but in the meantime, we slip into the conversation uh, just to get to know Jeanette. I am from upstate New York. I've kind of been in a lot of different areas uh, in the Northeast of the US and I've spent a little time Midwest as well. Um, and most recently was uh, living a little bit in Montreal, uh, Quebec, Canada. Um, but home base is upstate New York. And by upstate, I mean like an hour, actually like two hours south of Montreal. So basically almost, almost Canada, <laughs> but in the Adirondack Mountains. And it's, it's very beautiful. That's really cool. That must have kind of inspired you like with the mountains and the beautiful scenery with loads of like your crafting. Yeah, absolutely. And actually... Um, kind of off of that, I would say for a while it, it did especially inspire me um, and maybe actually skewed what I found my sense of style to be. Um, but I've done a lot of just experimenting to see what really clicks with me and rustic mountain stuff is not my taste. I was trying it for a while and I thought it was, but um, but still, actually I'm, I have like a embroidery piece behind me that is a little bit of a combo between mountain rustic aesthetic and my kind of bright colorful pops of color uh aesthetic so um yeah I've been trying to merge those two senses of style a lot throughout my life that's really cool nice so how did you get into kind of knitting and crafting 
Yeah, so I'd say it started at a very young age. My very first thing with fiber arts was friendship bracelets when I was like eight. You know, I was making them for everyone and I'd always, when watching TV, would just be working on one. And when I was 10, my aunt gifted me a, um, a knitting kit on how to learn how to knit. Um, and it was just this book. And then my mom had these, I think like 10 millimeter knitting needles. And it was this super bulky cotton yarn. Like, I don't even know how she got this bulky cotton yarn. Cause now I'm just thinking back to it. But, um, yeah, I became really obsessed with the book. And mind you, this is at the time when internet and computers weren't that accessible. And also, you know, where my parents live right now, there's still no internet. Wow. <laughs> so um, it's a very rural area. So I couldn't rely on YouTube to figure it out, but I was really determined, like, as soon as I saw the book and I had the needle and the yarn in my hand, I was like, I got to figure this out. And I've never been a good sleeper. And I remember, as, like, even as a kid, and I remember like trying to sleep at night, but just thinking about how can I get this to work? Like, how does it work to cast on? How can I move beyond the cast on to get it all to to work? And um, I remember one night it just clicked and like I got up and I went to like play around with it and I got it to work. And um, yeah, so I would say definitely started just from an early age. From then I was really only doing really basic stuff like squares, garter stitch, um, and I did some beanies. I think I did some socks that never really fit right. Um, <laughs> but I, uh, yeah, just kept doing it. I'd always have a project going. I would do a lot of gifts. And um, then I got super into embroidery in like 2018 or so. And I was kind of put knitting down for a bit and was doing that, um, but found that embroidery didn't give me the same satisfaction as uh, knitting did. So then I dove back into knitting, extra hardcore, and then like, you know, started doing sweaters, you know, really challenging myself on my skills to make things that I actually really like. And it's just kind of blossomed from there. That's really cool. So it sounds like you're very, like, you're quite crafty and like getting hands on with stuff anyway. And uh, yeah, I, I totally get that. I had a little go at embroidery. My partner was like having a go as well. And she's much better than I am. I just found it, uh, I don't know, it's like, it's hard to, see results really quickly and that's what I kind of like about knitting and like when I started as well I started with like big chunky yarn and stuff um for like 10 millimeter needles back then would have been very rare because talking to like my mum and stuff like like they all use like crazy tiny needles and like really thin yarn and stuff so I mean I think personally I think like chunky yarn is like really good for beginners because you can see progress really quickly um so I don't know, it's quite quite impressive that you were able to find some like really chunky yarn and 10 mil needles. Yeah, yeah, really a blessing in disguise. Of course, cotton's kind of complicated, but at the same time, um, you know, it is really, has a lot of good stitch definition so you can see, you know, what you're doing. Mm -hmm. But also my mom is not a knitter, so I have no idea where like those supplies <laughs> came from. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I was just really glad that she had them lying around because they didn't come with the book that my aunt gave me, I don't think. Okay. So, I, I don't know. It just kind of all they worked just, anyway. They just appeared and yeah. just, that was the start of it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, that's cool. What was uh, the first thing you made with uh, something from one of the gang? Yeah, um, I think it was actually, I did this um, pattern mashup of, uh, it's Brenda, like beatific Brenda's um, Happy Hig Vest. 
and um, Kara from Kara's Knitting, her uh, In the Mood sweater. So, cause she didn't have the vest version at that time. So I actually had injured myself from knitting um, prior to that. And I had to take like four months off. I had an RMI in my arm and um, I was finally able to get to the point where my physical therapist said I could start knitting for 10 minutes a day um, and start working my way back up. So I was trying to find a project that would show me results quickly, that could be fun and challenging for me, and that would be just super fun to make. And so I did a pattern mashup of those two things. I made my own color chart off of Kara's uh, cow print color chart and fused it with um, Brenda's pig vest pattern. And yeah, just worked at it for 10 minutes a day and I used the crazy sexy wool that uh in ivory and space black and so just a classic cow print you know yeah 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 so i was working on it 10 minutes a day and yeah it was like it took me i want to say like two months i was able to work up to you know an hour a day kind of deal i you know took a while though mm -hmm. and yeah so i had that for a while and i actually recently um auctioned that sweater off for raising funds for ukraine amazing so, yeah. So, but it was really a fun project. And that was my first time working with uh, Wool in the Gang. And I, I was obsessed with Crazy Sexy Wool when I first kind of was getting back into knitting, just like you were kind of saying. Yeah. yeah. Did you have the patterns? Are you working from the two patterns or were you uh, just checking out kind of like the two styles of like from the photos and stuff and then trying to work out how to mash them together or how, how were you oh, doing Oh yeah. That? So I did. I bought both patterns and then basically... Um, because I think the, like, Brenda's vest pattern was worked in the round, but with the intarsia bit, I had to kind of rework the pattern a little bit. And so basically I ended up making my own pattern just by bringing the two together. Uh, but yeah, I did purchase both of the patterns. Um, yeah. That's really cool. Nice. Are you, so do you, because from the sound of it, you've kind of, like, progressed quite a lot from, like, doing your little squares and then kind of like do you find it easier to work from a pattern or do you kind of like freestyling oh I am I wish I was born into freestyling but my brain definitely needs a pattern um even when it comes to designing something I know a lot of people will like you know just start making and then they'll write down what they did afterwards but for me it's like I need to do the gauge swatch then calculate exactly what needs to be done just as like a first draft kind of deal and then work from that and make adjustments after that. Um, but yeah, I definitely am not really a freestyle kind of person. That's really cool. I, to, I prefer doing kind of freestyle stuff. I have worked from patterns. I've kind of do find one of the game patterns probably the easiest that I've seen so far because they kind of write it out kind of really simply. Like it's nice and easy, tick everything off as you're going along. But uh, I, I kind of like the freestyle-ness of when I knit, to be honest. And uh, I think it's because I'm not knitting for anyone in particular. I'm just knitting for fun. Or um, if I, or I'm just trying something out, then there's no pressure. So if I do go wrong, I have no problem going back. I don't have a time restraint or anything to what I'm doing. But yeah, that's really interesting. Interesting, like other way too, because I feel like I've been trying to challenge myself to be a little bit more freestyle. Um, cause it is good for the brain. Like for me, it's a good challenge mm -hmm. and one way it's not really necessarily knitting wise, but I've been starting to actually get into embroidery a little bit more lately with using my scraps of yarn 
-hmm. and couching them. So that means like taking the string and then like embroidering around it. So it holds the string down. And so I'm making these little squiggle random patterns. That's very freestyle. And for me, that's like a good way to incorporate freestyle. But yeah, when it comes to patterns, my brain's just like, what do I need to do? You know? Yeah. So I'm actually working just on my first pattern right now. Um, and it is definitely kind of what I was just saying, where I have an idea for what I wanted to do and it's a skirt pattern. And so I wanted it to be a formula based pattern. I'm kind of challenging myself as moving forward too, to try to do all of my patterns as formula based. Cause I really love how size inclusive they are, you know, to fit whatever your body shape is. So, um, with this pattern, as I was saying, it's actually kind of a little bit more intuitive for me rather than grading because I have the idea of what I want to do. I personally measure everything out on myself to be like, okay, I need to do this calculation in order to have it fit this way. And then just being able to rewrite that formula in a way that people can plug in their own measurements and, you know, get it to fit whatever their body shape is. Um, but yeah, it's a little bit easier in my mind than trying to be like, okay, you have to do this exact amount of stitches. I have to do all that math then to figure out for all the different shapes and sizes. Um, but yeah, just being able to put down my process for making the skirt, um, and have it so anyone else could replicate that process. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's basically what I did was just figure out how I wanted the skirt to fit. And, um, I made it, I did my first sample for the pattern and there was a couple of quirks to it. So I ended up making a, a second sample. And, uh, during that I was, you know, taking notes the whole time on whatever I was doing. And then I ended up typing up the pattern and, uh, then I worked with a tech, tech editor, which was super helpful. And I'm so glad that I did that. Um, cause I know not everybody does and that's totally cool but I really wanted my testers to be able to approach the pattern with it being as good as it could be at that stage so that they didn't have to frog or have any stress or complications. Um, so yeah, it was a lot of like figuring out what my vision is, writing down a sample of, um, you know, what the math I needed to do and basic um, pattern for the first sample, tweaking it in the second sample, going to the writing it up, bringing it to a tech editor, and now it's in the testing process. That's amazing. So what does the tech editor do? I don't think I've heard that before. Oh, yeah. So um, they basically have, there's like, I think a couple different ways they can get certified. Um, And I don't know how official that is, but they take like courses to figure out how to read patterns um, and how to make patterns read well for everyone. And they just kind of like fine tune and edit. They check your maths to make sure everything looks good um, and just make sure that the language isn't confusing. So I um, actually wrote a blog post because when I was first doing my um, pattern, um, I was very nervous about the process of just having testers do it. And, you know, it just felt like a lot to take on. It was a little um, intimidating, the process for my first pattern. So I did a blog post where fellow knitwear designers um, gave any tips and suggestions they had. And one person suggested tech editor, and then she specifically recommended in her suggestion, her tech editor, who I ended up reaching out to, and she has been super helpful. Her name's uh, Tegan Shepardson. And um, yeah, she's just awesome. Not only, she's actually working on a thing right now 
that gives support to pattern testers or like, or not pattern, sorry, pattern designers that just help you walk through every step of the process and what you need to do. Um, and that's not out yet, but she's creating like a booklet for that. And I, so she helped me tech edit the pattern, but she's also been there for pattern support. So as things progress with the testers, if I run into like a question or, um, you know, maybe a design kind of um, suggestion from a tester, I'll reach out to her and be like, oh, should I do it this way? Or like, how do I want to work this? And she was like, she just gives me any advice or support and it's been incredibly helpful. I'm so glad that I, I reached out to her. That's amazing. That sounds really cool and really helpful. Uh, so do you, do you continue using her for like other patterns that you, that you create? Yeah, I'm definitely going to be using her for sure. Yeah. Um, so with uh, the cold heart tank kit that I got from them, I use the, actually I have it right here, um, the one Merino. I think this used to be their super trooper as I'm trying to get it from the camera up there. Um, but yeah, it's a super wash merino and it is really nice. Like it's really springy. Um, it has awesome stitch definition. So even though it's black, um, this is the cold heart tank right here. Um, and it's as always black is hard to see on camera, but, um, you can kind of see it's just got awesome stitch definition and I wear this all the time. Um, and it hasn't really pilled at all. So I really appreciate that. And I also love working with Al Pacino Merino. It's very springy. I love the colorways that they have. It's super soft. And um, yeah, it's just, it's awesome to work with. So those are my two favorite yarns for sure. Is there anything that you would like to promote or? Yeah, sure. So um, yeah, so I have a blog that I share a new post every week and that's at newwaveknitting.com. And I'm very active on Instagram at New Wave Knitting. And one thing that I really love to share and that I'm super passionate about is creating a knitwear capsule wardrobe. Um, because I think we can all relate to one, just getting like overwhelmed about the amount of projects we want to make and then also figuring out, okay, what are we making next? Um, but also just making things that we don't end up wearing, which is really sad. Um, so I ended up creating a knitwear capsule wardrobe blueprint, which is this uh, Canva template that helps you organize your knit list and really get it all in one place, but in a way that's super intentional. So that, that way you are building a wardrobe with a variety of different things that you know you'll wear and you'll be able to just incorporate all these different things into your knitted outfits. Um, and so I highly recommend you check that out. That's at newwaveknitting.com. And I also have a free checklist that goes along with it. Um, and it's just a knitwear capsule wardrobe checklist that kind of gives you a good baseline on how to get started organizing that. Um, and that's just a static PDF, whereas the blueprint is a lot more intense and it has a lot more guidance in it. But you can get that also, if you just go to Instagram, that freebie checklist, and go to the link in my bio, then um, you can just grab that checklist. So if you were a, a yarn from one of the gang, uh, which yarn would you be and why? Yeah, so I think I would be the Al Pacino Merino um, because it's bright and fun, most of the colorways, um, but not too in your face, which I feel like is a little bit like me, bright and fun, but not too in your face. Um, <laughs> but also it's very cozy, very soft. Um, and that's very much how I try to be, very cozy all the time, as much as possible, trying to be cozy. Thank you very much, everyone, for watching this episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. 
Um, it was really fun talking to Jeanette and getting back into the podcast scene and and uh, and getting to know a new new creator. Um, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Um, I would love to know in the in the comments down below uh, what yarn from one of the gang would you be and why. I think it's quite fun. I will uh, let you know what yarn I would be in the final episode of this mini season. Uh, thank you again for One and the Gang for sponsoring this episode. Thank you again, One and the Gang, for sponsoring this episode. Join the Makers Revolution and get 20% off with my code NITSIPS20. This code applies to new customers and existing customers already. You get 20% off, excluding the usual kits, bundles, and gift cards. For full terms and conditions, go and check out the description down below. Thank you again for One and the Gang for sponsoring this episode. Thank you very much again, everyone, for watching. Uh, I will be back again next week with another episode, and I will see you then. Thank you very much. Bye.